Hey, girl. Is it testing? Yeah. To dream okay. no, the no, impossible dream. You're not going to sing on the podcast. I, I just know, talk. but I'm, I'm testing. No, I need you to I'm test testing. and talk. I'm, I'm singing. I'm I want to see how I sound when I sing. Welcome to That's What He Said, a respectfully irreverent podcast from the anxious, enthusiastic mind of full-time writer and part-time influencer, me, Emma Golden Miller. As a self-proclaimed open book, I started my blog, emmasthing.com, in 2010 so I could share my every random thought, story, and opinion about life with total strangers. But the blogosphere has changed over the years, so now I share all those thoughts, stories, and opinions on this podcast. Every week, you'll hear about what the hell I've been doing, stuff I'm enjoying, and deep thoughts on every topic under the sun, from relationships and career to health, fitness, fashion, and beyond. So let's fucking go. To be better far than you are. Okay, I'm done. Hello, hello, and welcome back to That's What He Said with me, your host, Emma's Thing. I seem to be in this groove where I pretty much, one week I'll do a solo episode, and then the next week I'll offer a guest episode. And it just worked out that I happened to finish the Lessons in Chemistry book over the weekend, which if you listened to the last episode, you know I was joking about how um, this is why I've never done a book club because I literally can't be told what to read and when to read it by and I always fail but I finally finished it and so I texted my mom and I said I'm gonna come over on Tuesday and we're finally gonna talk about lessons in chemistry so with that said welcome to the podcast my mother Ellen Hello, can I interject something here? Already. About book clubs. Okay. All my life, I had this vision that I would be part of a book club. And I, whenever I talk to acquaintances or friends that say they're in one, I'm always like waiting for the next sentence. And we'd love for you to be part of it because I'm always recommending books, uh, whether I'm asked to or not. And just doing this with you has killed my desire. <laughs> I don't, I do not want to be part of a book club. Maybe they just gather and eat and say a few words, but if they're real serious about it, I'm not doing it. It's it's very difficult to meet a deadline of reading a book, especially if you don't like it. I completely agree with and you. And if you finish it early, like I did this one, and have to wait on somebody else to make commentary, <laughs> uh, even with my notes, I'm like, what was that book about? Because I didn't care for this book. I'll I just know. interject that. Yeah, also. spoiler alert. Yeah, really. And so uh, my notes make no sense. I'm sure I'm, I'll help you but, decipher well, them. that's what I already decided today. But I'm just putting that in as a warning to anybody out there. I just can't even remember the whole plot because it's been too long. So I cannot be in a book club, bottom line. Yeah, I mean, I'm obviously right there with you. I mean, I will say that this one, like I mentioned this in my last episode, which I know you didn't hear because my mother does not listen to my podcast, but... The last episode I said that... Emma, where's your diamond ring? It's at home. Okay, you worry me. Go ahead. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I'm just being casual today. I got it. Um, as I was saying, yes. I think the reason that this one was so messed up timing-wise is because we tried to share the book, but you were not into it, and you had a really hard time getting into it, which normally you can finish a book in like a day or two, but this took you like a week or a week and a half and like that was you forcing yourself 
So by the time you handed it off to me, it's like I didn't have enough time and it was all just messed up. But I do want to say to everyone listening that while we are going to review this book, we have some other fun things that we're going to go over and talk about. So this is not going to be like an hour long episode about one freaking book. So with that, a very quick recap of my weekend is that it was a fabulous weekend. The weather was incredible. Zach got so much more done in the backyard. It's really getting closer every day. It's such a labor of love and has taken a really long time, but it's all going to be worth it. Um, and I'm very excited because we ordered some furniture for our pergola. And as I'm recording this right now, that showed up today already. And so that's going to be our after work activities, putting that together. And I'm just, I'm just really excited. And we also celebrated our six month wedding anniversary, which maybe is silly, but also I think it's pretty cool that it's already been half a year, even though it feels like yesterday. So that was my weekend. Ellen, give them the quick rundown of your weekend. Well, our weekends are always the same. We debate what what fast food restaurant we're going to eat at. (laughs) Actually, not all of them are fast food, but not all of them are (laughs) elevated either. So we went back and forth on that. Do you always eat out? Do you always do fast food on Friday nights? We usually eat out Friday and Fridays. Let me just say this. Let, Let me back up. Okay. I only want to cook three nights a week, and I don't even want to do that. But I do it to make your father happy and to save money. And then come Friday, I'm like, I'm not cooking anymore. But sometimes we have plans, and I'll be like, I don't want to put on makeup. It's already 3 o'clock. I've been screwing around on the computer all day. I went down a rabbit hole. I'm not (laughs) getting dressed. I'll make turkey sandwiches with some potato chips. Okay. And that's how it ends up. But then other times we'll be like, Let's just go real, real casual somewhere. But even casual to me, I have to put on a, my outfit and a little bit of makeup. Yeah, Ellen just you, doesn't like throw something well, on and go out. You just don't know who you're going to run into, and then you'll be mortified. So true. Not that you have to, whenever people say to me, no, no, I have to tell you this story. Wait a minute. Oh, my God. This, brings, this is a podcast with okay, Ellen, so this, many tangents. Okay. This brings home a story <laughs> of not wanting to run into anybody. You know that feeling? Oh, yeah. So I'm in Target Every day. one afternoon, and I run into a friend of mine that we, we go out to dinner with quite a bit, and she sees me coming, and her eyeballs almost roll back in her head, and I go up and say, hello, blank, I won't say her name, and she goes, ugh. I didn't want to run into anybody, and into anybody I knew. Oh, my God. And I said, well, you can pretend I'm not standing here, or I can just walk away. What do you want me to do? And she was like, ugh, I don't have any makeup on. I'm disgusting. I just got out of the swimming pool. And I'm like, you're not bothering me. You look great as far as I'm concerned. Honestly, really, she doesn't wear that much makeup to begin with. Right. So she didn't look that different. But I just thought that was funny that she said that to me because I thought it so many times. It's a universal truth. Yeah, it is. What was the question? <laughs> my weekend. Okay, my weekends are usually always like that. Yeah. And so I don't have anything exciting to report. Well, where did you guys go out to dinner this weekend? And you went to so, Oishi? Yeah, or, we, we did. We went to Oishi. Which Oishi. is a sushi restaurant. And this is I'm a, not telling you any more about it. I don't want people going there. Then we won't be able to get a seat. Okay. Oh, no. That's well, <laughs> Yes, I'm that bitch. <laughs> not telling is, you about my restaurant. This is a good time to plug that I literally finally after many, many years, sat down and did a very extensive blog post about my favorite places in Dallas. And it was a mass undertaking. 
I don't even know if most of it makes sense because I just got very lost in the words and descriptions and the links and the pictures and everything. But that is up on my blog. And I do say that Oishi is my favorite sushi place, but there's like four different locations in the area. So have your pick at whatever one. Anyway. I'm just going to do a little promotion here. I will say if you go there. I don't know if this roll is on all four menus, but it is called the Cheryl roll. S-H-A-R-Y-L. I feel like that's only at yours. It is incredible. Yeah, it's really It's good. got scallops and, you know what, I really don't know what else is in it except the scallops that are on the top, but oh my God, it's phenomenal. So you went there what night? Friday. Friday. And then what did you guys do on Saturday? I can't even remember. Oh. I don't think I can. We did do a turkey sandwich on a Sunday night. That I remember. Yes, I remember you texting And then that. last night, we did something we usually do on the weekend, which we went to H-E-B because we do oh. gro- a very small grocery shop. We only go there to do that. But we only do it when we're tying it into dinner at the barbecue okay. restaurant. So we had our little barbecue sandwiches, and then we went in and did our shopping, and then we left. And I said to your father, I am so happy right now. This is like my my jam I just he said Ellen I know you're happy I can see it all over your face I was like we got everything we wanted and it's just fun I like I like grocery shopping I always have okay can I I don't like putting everything away but I like to grocery shop can I just tell you that literally yesterday I was at the grocery store and I was walking through the grocery store thinking to myself I am so happy at grocery stores like they are truly it is my favorite errand to have to do. I don't even consider it like an errand. I consider it like a really exciting thing I get to do. I just, I feel safe. I feel comfortable. I feel excited the whole time that I'm there. I like to take my time. I usually have a list, but I just love grocery shopping so much. That makes me so happy. I always have a list too, and it's sitting on the kitchen counter, and I will go over at least three times a day and put something else on it. And once I get maybe five things on there, I'm like, I need to go to the grocery store. I can't, and then I'll come home and I'll say, oh, I forgot this. I have to go tomorrow. And I love, I'm like you. I like to just go up and down the aisles and look at everything. And it's just relaxing for me. Me too. A lot of people hate it. But but they do. What's so interesting is, I mean, probably because he's a man, but Zach hates it. Mama, the few times that I have sent him to do our grocery shopping, he FaceTimes me from the store because he doesn't know where shit is. Your father is, he wouldn't FaceTime you, but he won't volunteer to go there. No. And he, I think the only time he's ever gone with a list in his hand is if I was ill, if I was ill, you know, I had to take care of you kids. Something was going on that he was forced into it. Otherwise, he's not going to go. Yeah. Now, he will take things back to Target for me because it's on the way to other errands that he has to do because Home Depot is very close and he lives at Home Depot. <laughs> so does that. I know. That's one of your favorite things. It really is. I we love it. We have a it. lot of similarities. Isn't that in- Do you think we're family? We might be related. Okay. I'm not sure. Um, well, that sounds like a lovely weekend. Um, and then it Sounds boring to me, but okay. And then I want to do what I usually do, which is talk about what I'm reading, watching, and listening to right now, or what I did in the past week. So what I'm reading, obviously I finished Lessons in Chemistry, but what I started on, I can't remember. No, I started on Sunday night when I was done with Lessons in Chemistry is a book you recommended, Remarkably Bright Creatures. And I literally, I've had two sittings with it. I'm already over 100 pages. 
See, that's what I'm talking about. It girl. flies. It flies. It flies. It's just so captivating. The, the opening page, like just so you guys know, the opening page of this book, it's so fucking intriguing. Literally, it's like day 1,299 of my captivity. Darkness suits me. That's how it opens. I actually read the first two pages my to Zach. My hair just stood up yeah. on the back of my neck. I read the first two pages to Zach outside on Sunday. He was like, holy shit, that's good. The writing is so good. Yeah. It's so elevated. It's by an author named Shelby Van Pelt. Isn't this her first book? I feel like it is. I haven't like super looked into it, but I feel like it is. So I'm flying through that. We're still flying through suits, which I mentioned we started on a total whim a couple weeks ago and season two is so phenomenal and it just gets better and better and I said to my mom that the whole like will they and won't me of Mike Ross and Rachel Zane is already driving me insane and my mom is like well it goes on for a long time so buckle up but now I'm even more like what the fuck is going on with Harvey and Donna and I want to know something happened in the past what was it but we're just loving it so much and then listening to I don't really have any updates there. I'm listening to Taylor Swift, so. You know, I don't really listen to any pods. The only music I listen to is everything I downloaded on Spotify, and it's usually musicals. It is. When I'm fixing my hair or putting on my makeup. You also listen to show tunes in the car. Yes, that's what I do listen to in the car. You're right. That's my whole life. I, I know. Show tunes. <laughs> um, so what are you reading and watching? I'm reading this is funny. I'm reading a new book. <laughs> I'm laughing because I have to do this. It's called The Matchmaker. She's Jewish and she's a matchmaker. <laughs> is that really? That's what the... how I feel. That the beginning of it is like Okay. That. I like it. It's not deep literature. It yeah. just is what it is. Yeah. But compared to other things that I've read, it's delightful. <laughs> I just, but I did just finish a biography about Elizabeth Taylor, which your husband gave me for a Christmas present because I asked Yes. It was so fascinating, but I've always had a thing for Elizabeth Taylor. And do you know she was only five foot two? Oh, wow. Would you ever think that? I thought she was taller. She has like tall person energy. Yeah, right? Yeah. And it had a lot of interesting facts that you don't know about her. I mean, if you've ever been tuned into that kind of gossipy situation about Hollywood stars or starlets you would have gleaned some information but which I have but there's lots of stuff I didn't know and the person who wrote this writes for Vanity Fair oh. or maybe she just wrote the article for Vanity Fair that sort of got me onto the book I loved it I just loved it so okay my older sister as requested that I let her borrow it so okay I won't see it again <laughs> it's not a borrowing situation <laughs> it's a take it's a take it's a yeah give and, and take, take. Um, okay. Matchmaker. Why not? <laughs> Are you, do you already have like a book lined up for After the Matchmaker? You, you know how many books I've got? Yes, I keep ordering I do. them because I have all these discount places. Oh, will you mention some of those for people listening? I have to put my microphone down and go get my list because I don't have all of them memorized. Even though I go on them all the time, I don't have all of them memorized. Well, okay, maybe I'll just follow up on stories or something. But so you never, I mean, you do buy from Amazon. But that's also discounted. Okay. My thing is, it has to be 40% or more off. Okay. I very rarely will buy a book at full price. When new things come out, if you follow along on Amazon, eventually, when they have enough people giving uh, reviews, it will come down in price. But sometimes, 
it'll be 39% off. And I'm like, no, fuck you. Oh my God. It's got to be that extra penny or I'm not buying this book from you. Wow. It really irritates me. Clearly. It does. I think that's wrong. Just go the extra penny. What is the big deal? You know, make it a win-win for God's sake. For God's sake. But if you go over to... um, Costco, sometimes they'll have the current, Online? No, no, Costco in person. Oh, in the store, They'll have okay. the same books that you're after, but they don't carry all of them, obviously. And there was a time when it got very thinned out, and I think that was during COVID, and they didn't get much in at all. Okay. Not that I was going over. I would send your father out of with course. his mask on and say, look at this book. I, I'd take pictures and send oh, it to his phone. Oh, <laughs> my God. I like a bargain. I know. I know. It's amazing. So, and I have the time. Some people don't like the hunt. I love the hunt. I have to be in the mood. I'm always in the mood. I know you. <laughs> okay. Do you like drugstores? Are you joking? That's the other store. I'm fucking that obsessive drugstore. You know, my mother used to always take us to the drugstore. That was like a big outing for oh, us. Oh yeah. And oh my god, I love drugstores. I mean, stores. I could spend hours in grocery stores and Walgreens. CVS. Oh, I'm not going in Walgreens anymore after they took the pills out for women who need abortion. Oh, no, yes. oh. I will not give them my. I will Ellen's not give them. Soapbox, let's go. I'm not going to give them my business. And you haven't keep, been in since. No, I have not. And the, and it's always kind of empty at the one near our house. And I'm like, you deserve it. That's ridiculous. And I'm not going to give you my business till this gets solved. And you bring those pills back and you give them to people when they need them. Let's fucking go, Ellen. Women's rights. Oh, and they've been sending bands me, off our bodies. They've been sending me come in for fifty percent off this, and you know, buy one makeup and get another one free. And I'm like, no, I'm not coming in. Mm-mm. Wow. But we also know that CVS. We don't go to CVS in our family. No, I'm not crazy about CVS. So if I'm going to do drugstore, it's going to be in Walmart or in Target. Okay. Just going up and down their aisles for cosmetics and which is lotions, better anyway. Lotions, whatever. Yeah. Okay. I love that. I'm really proud of you. Well, don't you feel the same way? I do, of course, of course. What What were we talking about before you asked me drug if I like drugs? I don't know. Uh, Books. I was asking you if you know what's next in your queue of reading. I don't usually know what I'm going to read next because I have a lot of books, so I have them all lined up in a cabinet. Well, two cabinets. Oh wow! Plus, I have some on display, but those are the ones usually that I've read and I've kept and haven't passed on to somebody. So what I do is I go in the cabinet, and they're on a couple of shelves in each cabinet, and I just touch one book. I don't look at the titles. It's a game. Oh. And I'll just put my finger on something and pull it out and go, this is the next one I have to read. Oh, my God. You are so cute. It's fun. (laughs) It's the simple things, touching books with your eyes closed and going out for fast food. I mean, it really is, but that's that's (laughs) cute. You almost have, like, your own, like – built-in library i do i need to come over and just like close my eyes and touch a book you could do that okay (laughs) you would just touch it and not take it but that's fine i'd be like "Mm, let me read the plot (laughs) um okay and what are you watching oh let's see i've got some what's like oh i know you guys watch a lot but what's like something that you guys are just loving lately well, we're finishing the last season of Ted Lasso. Okay. And I know it's getting mixed reviews, but I love it. I don't it's like that just, show. I, I think it's fabulous. Oh, oh and we just finished uh, Shrinking oh, with Harrison so Ford. So good. And Jason Siegel. Yeah. And I think that was the most incredible sitcom. Not sitcom, No, it's really. like a dramedy. It's like a black comedy. Dark comedy. Dark comedy. Yeah. Harrison Ford is so good in it, and I like 
I'm so thrilled he took that role. Me too. You don't see him in stuff like that usually. And he just hit all the right notes. And he was so interesting and compelling. And so was the plot line for everybody. And I don't know the black actress's name. Oh, that's the therapist. But boy, she is so alive and so real. And you feel you feel like she's not even acting. She's just talking to all these people like she would talk to you if she met you on the street. I completely agree with you. I want to be her friend. Same. She's amazing. I feel like she's very like our vibe. Like she's oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Jessica Williams. So let me tell you, Jessica Williams had like a comedy duo with her friend she was part of this comedy duo called two dope queens um and it was a i guess it was a podcast and i don't think that it's wait a minute that's the girl that lives that had her own show too she's she's a little shorter yes, than jessica yes, yes phoebe robinson phoebe yes or right. i was not crazy when phoebe about phoebe's show that she did for hbo or one of the cable networks and i don't think they renewed it I used to always watch Two Dope Queens. I didn't realize that's yes, who it was. that's because her. Because honestly, Emma, she did not shine in Two Dope okay. Queens. I Phoebe kind of took the spotlight. Phoebe took over. Yeah. So that is amazing that you just told me that. I am so happy to hear that she <laughs> just got to fly off and do her own thing. And she was like and so good. And oh, I can't wait I feel for like she wrote again. her own lines because that's how natural it sounds when she talks on that show. Now let me think for a minute. Brett Goldstein, who is on, he's the uh, attitudinal soccer player on Ted Lasso. Okay. I want to say he wrote for Shrinking. Really? Yeah. I think somehow some of the people, or one or two at least, from Ted Lasso are involved in, sh- in Shrinking. The the producers, the writers, something. That's kind of st- sticking in my head. All right, let me look. That I read that somewhere. Yeah, you're right. Thank you. Oh, my God, Mama. right. Does everybody hear that? That's incredible. I remember little things like that. Wow. Well, um, I'm But so then f- I'll be talking to your father and go, oh, I've got something to tell you. And he'll go, what? And then I'll just go completely blank and yes. go, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I do that all the time. I do that, the time too. I'm so excited about yeah. what I'm talking about. And then something else gets in my head. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. And I'll go. I can't remember. Um, I love shrinking just as much as you. And I thought that the daughter did such a good job too. Loved her. No, they were all good. She's so pretty. So pretty. Like precious. When she was dancing in the very last uh, episode. Couldn't think of the word. Do you remember they were, they were on the patio and they were having a little party or something and she was dancing and she had on the prettiest dress. You Wait, know, maybe I didn't. Maybe we haven't watched the last one. Maybe you didn't see the finale. Yet. Oh shit! Maybe I didn't. Oh wow! Oh my god! You gotta see that. Okay. Um. Anyway. Okay. So, anything else besides shrinking? Well, we just watch some stuff on TV that's like on you know regular stations that we love. We love Wheel Trent. Fabulous show. A uh, police procedural, real different. Well. More different than other things. It's different than FBI and all of those. We watch The Rookie and The Rookie Feds every week. <laughs> I know that it's kind of repetitive, but I just love Niecy Nash. Yes. She is so incredible. She has such a personality. But when she's making a point on the show, she has this little laugh she does when she gets real into Oh, it. you've done this for me. <laughs> and she does that to emphasize. She'll go like, oh, the dog was in the window. And we just start laughing. We like count how many 
times she says it, it could be a drinking game. I love Speaking that. Speaking of that. Oh. Every time Salman Rushdie was on Bill Maher, which Daddy and I used to watch Bill Maher every Friday night, but we don't anymore. I mean, he just has started to bother me. He's a lot. He is. Um, we watch like We clips. watch it if we know that there's a good guest on. Yes, 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 same. Way. I don't always agree with everything that he says or his guests, but, you know, sometimes it's very educational. So he used to have Salman Rushdie on quite a bit before he had that horrible uh that horrible when he was attacked and he's recuperating from all that so he has obviously not been on a while but he has a tick where he does something with his nostrils and it's not it's very obvious once you clue into it and one time my younger sister and her husband were here and I went they this is when we first discovered I went what's going on with his nostrils and they were all (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like your father and they were sitting on the couch and like what are you talking about and then Emily he did it again and we all started laughing oh so hard. My I can't God. even imitate what it is it's real weird oh my God. and I saw him on another show and he was doing the same thing so it's a tick that he cannot control but it is such a drinky game and now all we do is every time we know he's going to be on something I have to contact them and then we have to like get on the phone and laugh together oh when it happens God. that's our thing it's the little things that keep me going (laughs) now should we get to the book yes now let's dive into our book review on lessons in chemistry a novel by bonnie garmus ellen i'm gonna let you lead this because you literally have a sheet of notes you jotted down and i'm going to pitch in when it's appropriate so emma i think you might have to just start this because I really am serious okay I may pick up on what you start to say and things will come back to me but my list isn't even making sense anymore there's a few things on here that do but if you mention them I can kind of tie them into what you say okay okay so basically the gist of the book is that it's taking place in like the 1950s through the 1960s and it's about two chemists in California who are both very quirky in their own rights and um, a man and a woman, a man and a woman kind of social pariahs in a way, obviously incredibly intellectual, but the way that they proceed with their relationship and their lives is non-traditional, especially for the time. Um, And really the main character, Elizabeth Zott is trying to be taken seriously as a chemist, but because of the time frame she is pretty much treated like shit and not taken seriously because she's a woman. And I don't want to like give away any spoilers about the plot, but she's just up against a lot and trying to find her way in the world as a scientist. There's lots of characters who come in and out throughout the book. The plot goes in several several directions several yeah like a gazillion um and i will say personally that i enjoyed the writing i did enjoy the writing like i think bonnie garmus is a very talented fiction novelist but it took me well over 100 pages to give a shit about the book and once it hit a certain point, like, I want to say around 120 pages. You didn't give a shit anymore. No, I did. Oh, did you? I actually cared. And then I flew through the rest. But then, again, I think you said this to me. I can't remember who. But it's like, 
let's say I read from 120 pages to uh, almost 300 pages and then it dipped again and I was like oh my god like what is the big story here like what is the climax what uh, like what am I waiting for and then it ended and I felt like the ending was a little too for how much she put us through it was a little too wrapped up in a bow for me and yeah I mean I would say like 10 being the best book I've ever read and one being something that I couldn't finish I would put it at like a solid five I wouldn't like go around saying I loved it and recommend it to everyone um, but I get if someone buys into the hype and wants to read it so with that did anything that I say spark your I wish I had taken notes because a couple things sparked and then oh. they're gone Emma <laughs> out in the atmosphere first of all the writer is a copywriter by trade. Yes, I do know that. And I think this is her first book. Okay. And I think she thought, I have a great idea for a plot, and I'm going to start it. And then she started throwing everything in and going 65 different directions and putting in so many characters and so many situations. And I was like, you, get to the point. What Let's do we roll read? another joint. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Uh, no comment. <laughs> um, and you threw me off. Huh? I'm and so I, sorry. You threw me I'm off. so sorry. I just, as I said, I did not care for it. I wouldn't recommend it to anybody. I don't know if I could give it a five. I guess you give it a five just for the writing. Yeah. But it was a lot of writing. It was. I think she needed an editor to trim it. And I think she couldn't decide uh, what her... I think she got excited about all the different ideas she had that she could, she thought she could work into the story. Yeah. But some of them didn't belong in the story. And yeah. also, I guess one of my questions was, didn't this take place in the 50s to begin with? 50s, 60s? Yes, I said that. All right. So as far as there was some Me Too stuff in it. Yes. It wasn't mentioned that way. It was No, of yeah, course. It was but under a different heading. But yeah, there was sexual assault. I'm sorry. Back then, people didn't even confront men about Me Too. Women just accepted their uh, whatever. Also, they used the word freelancing. And in 1952, I don't think people label things as freelancing. Oh, interesting. So I caught that, and I went, that doesn't fit the time, so she shouldn't have used that. Oh, that is very, very I petty. <laughs> it's very specific, but I'm like, she started to bother me with all the things she was throwing in there because I know, let's go back to the Me Too. It wasn't labeled as Me Too, but she referenced women like they were thinking about that in a more extreme way mm -hmm. about confronting it back then in the 50s and 60s, which they weren't. So that seemed a little off to me in the story. Okay. Are you a little puzzled? Do you not remember that? I mean, I guess no. I don't, I, whatever was written about that, like I didn't take it. At, I mean, I just felt like, this was the author trying to, you know, use her best, to the best of her ability, describe maybe what, like, women's inner monologues were back then. But, like, also, I mean, it's interesting to talk to you about but it. But I don't think all women back then had that inner monologue. I that's don't what think... I'm saying is, like, I think it's interesting to talk to you because you were alive back then. And, like, 
you know, you were young, but maybe you can like talk, speak to that a little more. Well, you didn't mention the part of the plot where she has to take a job to make ends meet, and she really wants to stay in her chemist, uh, working for this com- company where she's a chemist, even though she doesn't get the accolades or recognition she should. Yeah. Uh, so she takes another job and becomes a, a TV star, yes. a cooking TV star. I'm not giving, you'll have to read about it. I think it. that's like in the synopsis. It's fine. But here's the thing. She breaks down all of her cooking situations into chemistry equations for food. And uses all, like, the chemical names for things. Yes. And there's no way that she would have the audience numbers that would come see that show or be over the moon about her because that doesn't even appeal to me now. (laughs) Why would it appeal to a woman of the 60s who is used to being the housewife who stays home and has her apron and her little dress on and makes her man happy. I just don't believe that people would sit in the audience and just go gaga over the fact that this woman is putting everything in chemistry terms, and uh, that's such a revelation. I don't believe women would have reacted like that. So you didn't buy into the plot at all? No. You thought it was far-fetched. That's really interesting. Well, that's just me. No, that's so interesting because, again, you were alive during those years. Well, here's the other thing. Freelance, that term was not used in nineteen in the 1950s. You already said that. No, I'm repeating oh. it. I'm repeating it. And also, they moved in together, her and her chemistry. I mean, there was a counterpart. Lot. People didn't live together like that and just talk about it in the 1950s. But, like, they barely talked about their relationship because they knew that it was unorthodox. I get that, but I don't... And there was so much, like, people... Like, the fact that, you know... I don't want to give the plot away, but like things happened out of wedlock. Like they, they, that was written about so much in the book and people did judge her. I'm just, what I'm, my point is they didn't talk about it. That's fine. But I'm saying the thought, I can't believe that nobody, there weren't that many people living together. It wasn't a thing and it certainly wasn't an accepted thing in the fifties or the 60s, unless I was too young to know that. But I can remember when I got engaged to your dad, and I moved to New York City. In the 70s. And it, well, you know, late 70s, early, 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 80s. early 80s. Yeah. And I, I gave notice where I was working. They were appalled that I was going with my fiancé, because they assumed, obviously, I was going to be living with him. Appalled. That's the... That, and I, they shouldn't have even given me an opinion because I had to have what did they say? exit interview. It was I can't remember what they said. It was just they were very forceful about it. Couldn't believe my parents were letting me go. I was 28 years old. Oh, my that God. That was the attitude in Texas. And when I got up there. Texas, though. When I got up there, I didn't stay in the same kind of uh, uh, field. I, I switched fields, and I went to work for a big advertising agency, and... I was so scared to tell them that I was living with your father. And I hemmed and hawed about it. I remember going out to lunch with two guys and a girl in the uh, creative group I was in. And I hemmed and hawed because I didn't want to say it because I thought they judged me because the guy here and my exit interview made me feel so bad about it. Mm-hmm. And they were like, get off of it. We know you're living with him. Why can't you just say it? It wasn't a big deal to them. And but that's New York. That was New York. That's so interesting. So in the 80s, it was still like not the thing that it is now where it's all casual and who cares. But like California is way like more liberal than that. So like you still think 
like you still think like you don't buy it that people would have been living together in the 50s and 60s in California because that's where this takes place no I really don't not that I don't I don't know why I just don't that's so interesting hearing your side of that but maybe I'm ignorant maybe that was going on you know I mean in the 60s I was still a kid very young I was a kid wow well, is, thank you for letting me tell my own stories and throw them in there because we're getting off base from your no, review. No, I think it's very, like, your reaction's so different because we're totally different generations. And I, you never told me that you were, that, like, your Texas Os- employer gave you shit. Almost ostracized. Wow. Wow. Why do we live here, you know? No, I can remember the fellow that I went with in college when we went to uh, some party and there was a couple that was there and, uh, they were living together and I just thought they were so horrifying. <gasps> yeah, that's that was Mama. the mindset. I didn't say that to them, but I, this was in college. Yeah. And that was in the seventies, early wow. early seventies. And I was like, Why are they living together? They're so horrible. I would never do that. Mama. Yeah. And now I'm like, Oh, you're engaged and you wanna, you know, sleep upstairs with your fiance? Go ahead. Yeah, you are. Um, <laughs> you are, but... I mean sleep, like go to sleep. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, <laughs> but also, that that's... Wow, this is just... I did not expect the conversation to go this way, but that's really interesting because then, like, you did, and you were like, oh, okay, like, it's not a big deal. And then, obviously, by the time that, like, you know, I was going to move in with Zach in, like, the 2020s, you were like why are you waiting a year you should move in sooner (laughs) like you were and and now I feel like you're very much a proponent of people should live together before they get married as like kind of a test run just make sure that you can live with this person that's right I mean I went to live with your daddy in New York City I gave up my job in, in Dallas and I can we were we drove up there in my car and loaded it up and I think we had a little trailer on it or something but I can remember we were backing out of the driveway and my father and mother were standing there they were not pleased I was doing this and they and my mother or father said to me he's not going to marry you why are you doing this and I was like I'm going going." they were yelling that to you while you were leaving with daddy yes oh my god because the the attitude back then was uh why is something like why buy the whole cow when you could get the milk, milk for, for free? free yeah that was their attitude she i mean she alluded to that in this i book. was the only i have two sisters as you know i was the only one in my family who ever dated a lot and left dallas and lived with my fiance before we got married god wow um okay I mean I could go on about that forever that's so interesting oh yeah I had to have that was the other thing I had to have a ring on my finger before I left or I could not go even though I was 28 and I was earning my own living and living in my own apartment those were the rules so all this stuff she's saying about you know how free and easy they were even in California and they were about like they were about that age like these two chemists in the book they were like in their 20s God, so interesting. So interesting. Well, I would just love to read you. Uh, are we almost done with this interview? <laughs> no. Oh, because I feel like basically you and I weren't that nuts about it. We weren't. But I do want to say I loved her writing for the book, for the dog. From some of the reviews that I've scanned, people focus on the dog. That was one of their favorite characters. I mean, it's just like. I- she could have done a book about that dog and some other characters. 
humans and it would have been a great book yeah like if he had narrated the book even though he didn't come in until a little later that would have been incredible but I I guess I just like I'm not in the habit of reading books that personify uh, animals and I just thought the way that she wrote for 630 which is the dog's name I love the name by the way oh I do too um I just thought it was so clever and so good and anytime that you got to have a peek into 630's mind was my favorite writing in the book and I will say that with remarkably bright creatures there is some more animal personification and animal thoughts and it's really really cool and, and I that love it. animal is one of the main characters of yes the book. he is that book is so good and there's another one out about and I won't say what the animal is but there's another one out about the same kind of animal <laughs> and I can't think of the name of it, but it's also a picture of that kind of animal on the on the cover, and I put it in my uh, want list, but I'll have to go back and review okay. that. I'll okay. let you know what that is. So I guess, yeah. So long story short, we didn't love it. Um, this is what, can I just read the list of everything that this, this uh, book touched on? Yes. I just say, and you can cut this out if you think. No, no, go okay. ahead. Sex discrimination, women's rights, religion versus science, moving in together, freelancing, chemistry, cooking components, a minister, a TV producer, a newspaper reporter, a magazine reporter, a bishop, two children, a school teacher, a next door neighbor, a personnel director, emotional abuse, a baby out of wedlock, dogs, and rowing. The rowing thing. You forgot to talk about Oh that. my God, that was so weird. I just felt that added absolutely nothing to the story. Stop for a minute. And then, and then the whole backstory of the male chemist, like all coming together at the end, like what the fuck did that have to do with anything? Like I said, there were so many different storylines that could have gone in so many different directions and they did. Yeah. It just seemed all over... It, it, it was like, oh, my God, I'm going to say this. Wait a minute. This is could have happened. This could have happened because of that. Oh, wait. And this could have happened because that happened. And it just kept, it just got very, not jumbled. That's not the right word. But there was a lot going on. So I hope that list did not. Um, it probably give everything away but I'm saying well, if I broke down another book would I have a list that long of all the different components of things in the book I don't know I don't think so I mean I don't know but I just think that at, I think the way that you can sum it up is that that Bonnie Garmus was trying to write a very of the times book with all of the like religion versus science um, you know discrimination with race and sex and all of that but set it in the past, which doesn't maybe play very well. Doesn't play out very well. I'm just listening. Okay. So there you guys go. Now to end today's episode, and you are, we are not, we're not in a time crunch. Take as long as you want. I had Ellen prepare a list of things that she has been buying shopping whatever lately because she always has recommendations for me and a lot of the things that I end up getting are straight from her mouth so I wanted to give her the floor to talk about what is titillating her as of late they are straight from my mouth but there is no money that goes into my pocketbook I want you to know I do not get paid for my recommendations oh thank you for <laughs> I'm not earning any revenue so these are just 
I'm not sponsored. No, you're not sponsored. All right. This co- this podcast is. This not is sponsored. an old navy purchase that I made. Well, okay. a couple actually. First of all, I've been looking for a pair of block heel sandals, uh, not too high, maybe two inches, definitely less than three, for the last couple summers that are in the beige slash brown category that look good and aren't too expensive. And I found some at Old Navy, and they're the crisscross woven straw block heel. They come in a light beige tan and a black. Okay. And... I really like them, and they're very affordable. Then, I've also been looking for flats with that one piece that goes across your foot mm-hmm. that's braided and woven leather look, the braided and woven leather look. Yeah. Some of them are too puffy. Some of them, you know, are too tight. And I found some at Old Navy. They come in four colors. They're great. They come in, uh, like, a light rose, I think. And I got the topish brown. And they have a black and they have an off-white. And those are just, you just slide your foot in? Just both of them. Okay. And I took, I wear a six and a half normally in a shoe and a six in a sneaker. And I took six in these sandals, especially the block heels because you go forward a little bit. So I didn't do the six and a half. Just letting people know that. Okay. Okay. Then at the loft, I got the cutest everyday t-shirt that's what they call it okay and they've uh redone their t-shirts so they're a little bit they're not as long as they were maybe they're slightly wider but they're not cropped but they're not as long as they were they're perfect okay and you have to get the right well they have solid when they have a pattern or a graphic you should grab it and I took the small which I used to take a medium in their regular t-shirts but they've got a cute one out now that's pink and white striped love it it also comes that way with a round neck which is what I bought and a v-neck okay that's my recommendation what are the sleeves like on it short sleeved are they it's cap? a t-shirt it's just like a normal no, just a normal t-shirt okay. and they're cotton do you know how much they are off the top of your... I can't remember okay that's okay but they're always having sales there it's true. And then I got a really cute, very lightweight, pale blue linen, like a denim shirt, you know, that cut. But yeah. it's, it's pale chambray? blue. Chambray? It's not chambray, okay. but it's very pale blue, but okay. it's lightweight linen. It's not that heavy. Like, I know it's going to probably crease because linen always gets wrinkled, yeah. but it just has a really nice feel to it. And you can roll the sleeves up or push them up, and it looks really cute. So those are the things. Those are the clothing items and shoe items I That's bought. That's it? Well, I feel like I you haven't have been shown me crazy. so much more. Well, I showed you some dresses, but I didn't really re- go research the names and styles and prices. So what's the point of mentioning them? I bought dresses. Okay. What? Can you share your top, like what you have your eye on for this Sephora sales event that's going I on will, right now? I will, but first I just want to tell you one more thing. It's okay. a food item that I bought, okay. which I'm in love with. Oh my God. So good. Ego came out with a thick and fluffy cinnamon brown sugar waffle. Oh, my God. So it's one and a half times the depth of their original. Oh. And, oh, my God, it's so good. So I toast <laughs> I toast it on a pretty high number. I don't know if you're toasters. People may not even have toasters anymore. I don't know. Daddy, they do? We have a toaster because your father's old-fashioned. Old and anyway... You have to do it twice when you toast it because it never gets it cooked all the way through the first time. 
and then I slather on butter and I pour on my syrup and sometimes <laughs> I sprinkle it with cinnamon sugar even oh, though it what? has it in there I know that's horrifying Ellen's sweet tooth is oh, unmatched it's so good I just had one before you came over today oh my god now I'm down to two I will say that I walked in the house and I was like what is that an incredible smell I was trying to entice you to take me to the grocery store because I only have two left and I don't want to drive anywhere okay but I need to get some more so I'm just putting that out there fabulous and actually your sister Allie told me about them okay shout out Allie yes um okay so what what would you say are your top buys from the Sephora sale that's easy okay one of my top buys is rare beauty eye primer oh I buy it every time it takes me about I'm going to say maybe four to six months to use up a tube. Now, I don't put on makeup every day, but I'm going to say I put it on at least three times a week, if not more. So I always use that, and I love it. It's sort of peachy colored. You have to work quickly. I use a brush to spread mine. I don't use my fingers because I feel like you get a more even application if you use a brush because you can pat it in real quick and get it out to the edges and in the corner and just... I love it, and it keeps my eyeshadow on all day. Okay. And the other thing... Isn't, sorry, isn't Rare Beauty Selena Gomez? Yes. Okay. There's a lot of things in her line to look at, but that's my top thing from her line. Okay. Then I like the Milk Eyebrow Gel. Oh. I used to use... I did not know this stuff, you guys. You didn't? No, I'm sitting here like... I thought you were using it. No, I never okay. use milk. How, do you say it Glossier or Glossier? Yeah, Glossier. Glossier. I used to send for their $18, was it Boy Same. Brow? Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I just don't want to keep sending for this because you have to kind of scrounge around, see if you can get a discount so you can get free now, shipping. Now they have it, yeah, but that's way down That's way down the line from when I used to have to buy it online. Yeah. I use milks, which is just as good. And my color is Dutch. I have dark eyebrows, but I don't want them heavy. Right. So I use a very light touch, and I always wipe off the applicator a little bit on a piece of paper towel before I use it. Okay. Otherwise, you get too much on there. The other thing I really like is the Refi. Is that how you say it, or is it Refi? It might. I feel like maybe it's Refi. I don't know. R-E-F-Y. I'm going to call it Refi. Okay. So anyway, I like their uh, brow gel. And now let me tell you, I have mixed when I read the it. reviews and girls were like, this brow gel is so horrible. My eyebrows are all white and everything's gloop, gooped, gooped together. I'm like, that's because you're using a heavy hand. What's wrong with you? Yeah. So I barely touch. Maybe I do half my eyebrow and then I have a, I a don't spoolie. Even, I don't even have a spoolie. You know oh. what I do? I, I take the free mascara ones they have at all the beauty places oh, yeah. and I just, you know, take a, like. Six of them throw in my purse. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? They I'm, owe you that. Hello, I'm buying stuff from you. Give me a free spoolie. I completely I'm, get it. And also, your father likes little things like that. Adam's workshop. He loves when I come home with makeup articles that they gave for free, and he can apply them to something he's working on on his oh workbench. My work God, so funny. my parents. All right, so I take one of those, and I very quickly and smoothly pull whatever Mm -hmm. I put on across my brow, pat it into place, and I'm good to go. You just have to learn how to use that stuff. And don't use the comb that comes with it because it's for naught. Okay, I completely echo it. Echo this. (laughs) I can't talk. (laughs) Um, At first, I was using it like the girls who reviewed it, and I was like, this shit is so thick. There's so much. And yes, the, the... wand that's attached to it is for shit it's so bad um 
So now I bounce back and forth between the Refi, maybe it's Refi, um, brow wax or whatever. And then I also really love NYX's brow gel that you can get like at Target. Oh, okay. And it's the same kind of thing. Like I take it out. It has a lot on it. And I barely touch like three touches to each eyebrow. And then I take my own spoolie and pull it through and pull it through and work it in. So well, you, f- you figured that out on your own. You didn't need me. I mean, you are my mother. It's true. Okay. What else? I have a lot of hair but it's fine and so I need something that gives it volume when I shampoo and I cannot use any kind of product in my hair after that because I'm allergic to almost every botanical you can name etc etc we won't get into that so I found the shampoo called way mm-hmm. and it's is it O-A-U-I? O-U-A-I-S. O-U? Is it way? Yeah it's way. Oh no Quay? Well, I went into Spore this time and said, Is it Hawaii? No, I said, I want something. Quay? (laughs) No. I knew it was way, but something happened in my brain. I went, where's the Ojai shampoo? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. And then I looked at the girl and I said, it's way, isn't it? And we both started laughing. (laughs) Anyway, uh, anyway, I love it. And they sell it at uh, Target, but you can get it on discount right now at Sephora and it's it goes I mean I've had my last bottle for at least a year a little bit of that I only do one shampoo and I shampoo my hair and it's down to my shoulders but it's just fine so I don't need more than one shampoo and I don't even use conditioner but they do have a conditioner I actually use I have the way um detox shampoo because I put so much product in my hair yeah and so once a week I will do the detox shampoo to like get all the buildup out. Um, and I love it so much. Well, I have a lip gloss I'd like to recommend. Now, I'm upset because I really like this gloss. And I saw it on a YouTube blogger, this precious lady that was talking about it. And it's Sephora's brand. It's not the plumping one. It's their regular, I think it's called glossing. It's their regular uh, lip gloss. And the name of it is Money. And it's a duochrome. So it has a little gold in it and a little peach and a little pink. And it's just fabulous. I think it would look good over a plum as well as a pale pink or a peach lipstick. I just think it's good for a lot of things. And I love the texture and it looks marvelous on, but... I used it on two different brands of lipstick I own, and each time it took away my lipstick. You know how it looks like it just gets eaten away, or it starts traveling to the edges of your liner, and then you're like, there's nothing in the middle of my lips anymore. So I don't know if it's something that you could wear on its own. You probably could. I didn't try it that way. It's already been returned. And I'm very remorseful that I returned it. Why? Because I should have. You feel like you didn't give it enough fair chance no that's not it I did give a fair chance if it wore off with two different brands of lipstick that I wear all the time how can I wear it that's true but not every lipstick works the same on every person so it might work on somebody else or some ladies might like to just wear it with a liner because it is really pretty okay good to know girl can you tell that I feel like I broke up with somebody and I can't get over it you seem very sad (laughs) I am okay do you have any other highlights for this sale 
this go around, if you will? You know, I really don't. They're, okay. they're touting the new uh, Selena Gomez Rare Beauty highlighter. I can't remember what mm. it's called. It comes in a compact, and it looks baked. It's domed when you open it. Okay. comes in four colors. Sh- the champagne tone, which is called Enlightened. I put myself on a wait list because it's not in stock right now, and it probably won't be, but you never know. And they're supposed to email me if it comes in. And everybody is raving about, that's the color I've seen every blogger or YouTuber demonstrate uh, to highlight and just buff into your skin. And it, it's, it's got a glow to it, but I don't know how sparkly it is. But anybody that has purchased it online, so I don't even know why I'm saying this, because I, I shouldn't have asked them to send me an email. I, it came broken because it's so delicate. Oh. They don't have... Um, uh, shock proofing material around it so that if it dropped it would not explode like that and crack so chances are if I did get my hands on it and it got mailed to me it probably come damaged they s- a lot of people said buy it in the store but it's not in the stores right now damn okay okay those are my recommendations I don't have a lot this time that's okay I I actually don't this is sad I almost am starting to feel like the Nordstrom yearly sale where I think I'm gonna find something and for several years I bought things that I was on the fence and then finally I got to the point where I'm not buying anything from this sale anymore because it never works out I always return it and now I'm starting to think I have to really pare down on Sephora too because a lot of things you can't get in the store some stores that are near people don't carry everything in different lines. Right. And then you send for it, and it's a pain. You have to go return it. And it's embarrassing if you have to keep returning, like, 10 makeup items. Yeah. It's not a good feel. I kind of feel the same, but more so just that, like, I mean, it's amazing that they offer this thing twice a year so you can stock up on what you use. But it's like, I'm Sometimes I just feel so, you know, dedicated to what I use that I'm like, I'm not going to go and try and find all this different stuff. I think that's more what I'm saying. Yeah. I've gotten to the point, like, especially this sale, you need to just restock on what you really know you like and what you use all the time. And anything else that you've been wanting to try, if you can't go to the store and kind of sample it, maybe don't go there. Because I think the thing is, is like, I mean, if you're really into beauty, then your job is never done with trying to find the next best thing. I mean, this is a great thing for bloggers. Oh, hey, Daddy. We're recording. <laughs> um, but I will say that the only new things that I bought this go around, and I might, I really want to get that Rare Beauty eyeshadow primer now, like for sure, that you mentioned. I thought you I told it. you about it before. I mean, I'm sure you did, but... Um, what I got, let me just say this. When you first start the tube, you won't need everything that's on the brush. What I do is I tap, you know, like maybe four spots, big spots on my eyelid. And then I I have my brush ready and I use a real techniques, some sort of eyeshadow brush. I can, I can't remember the name of it to, to spread it. I'll show it to you. I bet you have it. Okay. A lot of people out there probably have it. Do you want me to go find out what it's called? No, it's okay. Um, Wait, let me just finish. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Because there'll be a lot on the brush. And I just set the brush down because it's one of those brushes, the way it's balanced, it won't touch the counter. It'll just be in the air. Off, you know, it won't touch anything. And then I, I don't put it back in. When I'm ready to do the other eye, there's enough on it to do the other eye. And then I put it back in. Okay. I was going to share that 
very out of character for me because I have been singing CeraVe, CeraVe products praises for years and I'm very proud of how I use cheap, simple skincare stuff. However, I have been very intrigued by the pharmacy brand for a long time. And that's pharmacy spelled F-A-R-M-A-C-Y. Correct. And a lot of it is based around honey as like a main ingredient or like a scent note, whatever. And I, I started using their makeup cleansing balm last year and I loved it. And I've always in the back of my mind been like, I really want to try their cleanser and their moisturizer because I feel like anything I've looked up about them gets really good reviews. And so I decided this go around to just try it. I mean, you can always return stuff to Sephora if it doesn't work. They're not, they're going to give you your money back. Um, and so I've been using that. I got their facial cleanser, their like honey glow moisturizer, and then their ultra hydrating oil. And I've been using them for like a week and I love them. I love them. I haven't had any issues, like no more than I typically like get random things happening on my face, but I just, the moisturizer especially. And like, the thing is you do need to like the scent of honey or else you're going to despise these products. Um, but you know, the cleanser actually like foams up a little, which is like something that I haven't done for years, but it's not harsh and everything. I just, it's, it's really beautiful stuff and I'm really enjoying what it's doing to my skin so far. So I'm going to file that away because yeah. you know, I use Derma E. I know. And I don't mind. I like it because yeah. it's very mild too. Because yeah. we both have very sensitive skin and react to so many things. Mm-hmm. So to get off the boat and go try something else, I commend you for that. Thank you. You'll be my guinea pig. It sounds like it's good so far. So it is. I will revisit that with you. Okay. And, and I love honey, as you know. Then you'd really enjoy. Like, I I'm enjoying washing and, cl- and cleansing my face right now for the first time in a while. Fun. Isn't that fun, Emma? Fun. Yeah, it's fun. Um, all right. Well, that's going to conclude this episode. Ellen, you've been an incredible guest. I'm so happy you had your own microphone. I think it's just going to be such oh, a good Oh, that's what I want to say. Uh, Emma asked me to hold it so close to my mouth that when she's talking and I'm enraptured, you might be hearing, <sighs> <laughs> because I've been breathing into it the whole time she's talking. So No, I but you have t- laughed. I hope it didn't pick that up. You've laughed several times loudly, and um, if it- we've busted your eardrums, I'm so, so oh. sorry. Emma's monitoring this on her meter. We have a good, we just have a good time, you know? That's what I think. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, Ellen. I will be back next week. Who knows what the topic is going to be, but I will see you then. So goodbye. Bye, everybody.